0: Hello gamers from around the world. This is Boxenberger, the video game enthusiast from Germany. And I would like to welcome you to today's episode of the world of gaming. Um, it's Thursday again. It's time to talk about everything that happened in gaming. Uh, and today we do that with a with a very special guest. Uh, it's been a while, Jess, since you've been on this show. Uh, so we are super glad to have you on here again. Welcome.
1: Hey, how's it going, man? It's uh awesome to be here. Thanks so much for having me. We've been trying to do this for a while, but it's uh yeah. you know, time zones and you know busyness lining up and uh yeah, I'm glad to finally be here
0: again. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. Uh and people say they don't have the sound. No sound. Uh, no sound. No sound, but you you're good. We you on your end. Uh the question is uh, he can. They can hear Chess talking. They can't hear me. <laughs> Boxenberger <laughs> is muted. Oh, the Chess... Ah, uh, got I got I got it. So hang on. What's
2: happening here? Might have been your sound not coming through there?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, hang on one second. What is happening? See, Chess, you're not the only one with... Uh, <laughs> Uh, issues. OBS does not show me my mic. I don't know why. This. That's here. Okay, that's not good. So, can people hear me now? Uh, it doesn't seem like it. <laughs> oh, God. So weird.
1: How you doing? Okay.
0: I'm <laughs> oh, I I not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, I need the help of the chat. Uh, uh,
1: good old technical issues, eh?
0: Good old technical issues. Uh, that is so weird because it it shows like everything is all right on my end. Hello. Hello. And I have no idea why why it's not working.
2: Is it added to? Oh, um, me? To PDF oh, as well? Okay, there we go. There we go.
0: Okay. Okay. So I hope. I hope it works now. Can people? Let me know if it works. They say it's still no sound. <laughs> wow. Wow. Now I have no idea. No, you've got sound now. You've got sound. Okay. Okay, I got sound. I got sound. Uh that is good. So then let me <laughs> let me uh, welcome everyone once again. Uh, I hope you guys can hear me now. Uh something weird. Technology is weird, guys. Um <laughs> so I have no idea what people heard. Uh so I want to welcome our good friend Chess again. Um Ben, glad you're here. Uh even if it was a rough start um but i think we got it working now uh which hallelujah uh so dutch how are you doing man
2: (laughs) yeah i'm good i'm good i'm very good i I like that comment in the chat actually the the flashbacks comment there (laughs) for jez flashbacks the the, the mutant tv appearance um (laughs) oh dear me still good times um no, I'm good. I'm great. I'm uh, looking forward to getting to the topics. Looking forward to the today, and of course, uh, always great to chat with Jez, so it'll be fun. You're muted again, by the way. You've muted yourself.
0: I bet this, this time it was me muting myself on the mic because I was, like, coughing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Oh God, oh God. We are off to a good start here today, uh, but I have no doubt that we are going to have an awesome show because we have a couple of awesome topi- topics, but as always, we want to start this show uh, with our Games of the Week, and Dutch and Chess. I want to know from you guys, what have you been playing lately?
1: I've been playing Monster Hunter Rise.
0: Oh,
1: how Finally. is it? broken my warcraft addiction temporarily i've been playing warcraft as well but mm. yeah and as pertains to xbox i've been playing a uh, monster to rise which is uh launching rolling out today in xbox game yes. pass but i you know got a sneaky review copy thanks to capcom um it's uh Monsters rise launched on nintendo switch mm-hmm. and uh i got it i have it on nintendo switch and it's like twenty frames per second, so I was like, I, I am playing <laughs> this classic Switch this.
0: experience.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, I, I've just come in from Monsanto World on um, Xbox Series X, which runs at sixty frames, and you know, yeah. with the uncapped frame rate. And I was like, I just can't do this. I can't. I can't do Monsanto on this, you know, anymore. So I just I just couldn't get into it on Switch. Like, and and I just sort of knew. I knew in my guts it would launch on xbox eventually i just knew it because capcom capcom would be leaving money on the table unless nintendo had bought some kind of really aggressive exclusivity deal i just thought you know rise will come to pc or it'll come to xbox eventually and then yes it came to pc and now it's coming to xbox but not only xbox but also game pass but uh but yeah it's a sort of like um you know it's it's not as good as Monster Hunter World, I think. Mm. Monster Hunter World obviously had a different art style, more photorealism, and yeah, that kind of stuff. Um, but there's the the combat's great still. There's a lot of interesting new mechanics, the the silk yeah. bind stuff, the silk bug things like you do, like grappling hook kind of abilities and and all kinds of wacky stuff. A lot of verticality in the game. Mm. You now you can. You know, you can use the, the silk binds to fly in the air and do plunging attacks and all that kind of stuff. And uh, loads of new monsters that I've never seen before. Uh, a lot of them are from classic Monster Hunter games that I haven't played because Monster Hunter World was my first Monster Hunter game. I'm a Monster Hunter baby, you know. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of exciting for me seeing all the new monsters that I haven't awesome. experienced before. And and it runs great in Series X. runs runs really well, so I don't have to put up with Nintendo Switch we uh, suffer long suffering <laughs> hardware anymore, so yeah, that's well, the
0: nice. Week. I'm I'm gonna dive into it over the weekend. I've downloaded it, uh, but I obviously didn't get a, get a uh, review copy, so I I kind of have to wait. I heard that a lot of people say that they dumped it down a little bit to make it more like accessible to to the casuals. Um, is that true? F-
1: it feels easier. Like mm. I feel like and I I don't know if this is just because you know, I've been through Monster Hunter World now and I'm used to it, but I remember getting stuck in Monster Hunter World every now and then, but I just I killed, killed the first few starting monsters so damn quickly. Like trying to remember the controls and the combos and, like, Gunlands play slightly differently and getting used to all that, but he's, I was just like, oh, the monster's dead already, you know? I barely touched him. So maybe, maybe they have made it a little bit easier, but I I honestly wasn't sure if it was like they've have they made it easier or am I just used to monster until now. I don't know yet, but
0: it's still okay. fun. Um we'll see how it goes, I guess. Sweet. Sweet. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. That's what have you been playing?
2: Yeah, much like much like uh, yourselves. Um not much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just the thieves this week. I've been I've been doing catching up on a lot of um a lot of the art, artsy fartsy stuff, doing overlays and intros and things for people and getting all that stuff out the way of. Um, yeah, whilst I've had the mentality to sit there and do that <laughs> and not to chill out and play games, so but whilst I had the kind of work ethic to get into it and do it, I just thought I'd make the most of it. So, um, getting all nice. that done, but um, yeah, much like much like unlike, unlike Jez, who's uh, a Monster Hunter World, um seasoned pro at this point uh, i didn't really I've, I've got the game i've had the game since it launched i bought it but i didn't have anybody to play it with and i didn't quite understand it and i didn't quite play the game all the way through i didn't really know what i was doing and it felt relatively clunky but i know the game is very much meant to be played kind of as a group in co-op That's and it. things mm-hmm. like that so Hopefully, with Rise being in Game Pass, of course, I know Monster Hunter World has been for some time as well. But hopefully, this easier version going into Game Pass, um, a lot of people will try it and Mm. get a group together and uh, and see what it's about. See if we can get into it this time. Yeah, and maybe it'll inspire us to go back and give Monster Hunter World another shot. You never know. But
0: um, yeah, you never know. thieves this week. And hit me up over the weekend. We're gonna have to team up, man. Yeah. So yeah, I have uh, yeah I, I was actually quite busy this week um, on uh, at 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 my real life job. So uh, it it was kind of hard to to play much. Uh, I couldn't continued a little bit uh, with The Witcher Three still on my playthrough with the next gen patch. I um I played some Age of Empires matches again, of course, during boring teams teams calls. <laughs> um, So, yeah, because over the weekend, I just, you know, I'm just like you are addicted to World of Warcraft. I'm addicted to H4. Uh, I'm well past the 500 hour mark already. Uh, And and the people in the chat already know that no podcast goes by without me talking about H4 for at least a couple of minutes. So, yeah, uh, over the weekend, I dropped out of Platinum 1. Uh, the platinum tier. Uh, I'm back in the gold tier so i I had to practice a lot and uh, to to get back in. Um, and I think I'm just gonna let some gameplay run here uh, in parallel uh, from like the uh, and the gameplay does also not work. Ah, what is happening today guys? So there we go. <laughs> Here we go. So yeah, I'm, like, I'm gonna let some gameplay run in parallel. It's me practicing against a couple of uh, platinum and gold players uh, to, get, to f- figure out some new strategies. Um, I need to get back into into platinum rank, man. I can't live with gold rank. So yeah, I'm I'm excited. Uh, and uh, guys, uh, you can already preload H two on consoles, by the way. So. Just FYI. But with that, I'm, I'm I'm leaving the E.H. talk. I know people getting tired of it, but I'm just loving the game so much. Um, let me catch up on some of the Super Chats before we get into the actual topics. And the first of the day comes in from Drawn TJ. He sends in $20 and says, Hey guys, do you think Halo is doomed? Or do you think there is a possibility that certain affinity and IT tech and the support studio from Call of Duty make Halo from now on with the guy that fixed Halo, the Halo collection, and Joseph Staten. Hmm. We will talk about the entire thing, uh, the layoffs, uh, of course, and and Joseph Staten leaving a little later. Um, Absolutely, we have that as a main topic today, but... um, Man, I've been saying for a while that uh, I wonder if, if 343 looks into IT tech uh, as, as as the engine for, for uh, Halo games going forward. Um, I mean, it, it is an incredible shooter engine that they have in-house. So, Jess, what do you think? Uh, is that something Microsoft could look into?
1: I always, I often see these debates about who should take take up uh, halo and what they should do with it you know mm. um my answer to that is id tech probably doesn't want to they're probably making their own games yeah it's kind of like why why would they want to take on halo like Halo's like the poison pill i wouldn't want to deal with halo's community being honest and frank about it mm. like I, yeah I, i've said on i've said on other shows and our podcast that like you know, I remember all the debates about Halo 5 having ground pound and and really in-depth, like, like hand-wringing over Sprint in Halo. Like, you change even the smallest thing about that game, everyone freaks out and goes crazy. So for me, if I was a dev, if I was id or anyone, I'd be like, I ain't taking that shit on. I ain't taking that community <laughs> on. No <Nowhere>. way. <laughs> I um, I think they should just let it die, personally. Because, mm. um, let, let's face it, they they can't live up to expectations and no matter what they do now, it's going to be scrutinised, poured over, examined under a microscope forever and, yeah. and dissected with, you know, laser precision by the community and stuff like that. I think they should just push it aside, make something new, start over, 343, three, just, you know, do something new, do something fresh, you know. Um let let a studio like a certain affinity uh, try and squeeze some life out of the Master Chief collection and and what's left of Halo Infinite, but
2: yeah.
1: I don't know where you take Halo as a franchise from me. I really don't. There's like there's no it's tough. There's no yeah. clear yeah. There's no clear vision for that as a franchise left for yeah. me. And you know it's and I say this as someone who's not a Halo fan. Has never really been a big Halo fan. But I cannot for the life of me visualize how you bring fan expectations and desires into something that's realistic and, you know, in light of the fact that the studio has had billions of dollars of investment, billions with a B, and not been able to deliver, there comes a point, mathematically speaking, where it just doesn't make any sense to keep, spinning the wheels in the mud like this so would i give it to id tech hell no because id tech actually delivers good games you know, that <laughs> yeah are, that are sort of like you know um based on franchises that they're passionate about in-house mm. you know you just force Halo onto them they're gonna they're gonna produce a product that Halo fans don't want and they'll be like you got this wrong it Tech, stupid blah, blah blah i wouldn't i would they'd be crazy to do it that being said, uh, there is a studio out there who I think could do it. And like I said, it's Certain Affinity. Max yeah. Hoberman used to be at Bungie and they've been working on Halo since forever anyway, Certain Affinity. And they're
0: working on Infinite right now. So. They're
1: working on Infinite right now, Project to Tanker, battle, yeah. supposedly Battle Royale mode that we don't really know the status of at the moment. So for me, I think like the future of Halo. If it if there indeed is a future, it probably uh, somewhere between certain affinity and three four three as a, a support or something like that, because I could I, I just can't see it anymore. I can't mm. see it like it, you know. I don't know. Halo fans have any faith left? I would have moved on by now, you know
0: yeah um, yeah but you never it know. is you never know yeah, you, you never know i mean the, the thing about halo infinite is that it at its core the gameplay mechanics were really good um i've n- not he- heard anyone complain about the actual like gameplay mechanics um being bad or anything uh i enjoyed it very much it f- felt great to play so um they had a content issue they definitely had uh, that still have I, I, I've said this before uh, Dutch knows that, uh, that I don't think that even if they bring out a massive content update it would matter now in, in a year 23 or 24 whenever because people just moved on um, new games are coming uh, and I I can't see that a lot of people will actually go back now um, but yeah we shall see we shall see um Sith Lord sends in a super chat and says, UWU, chess is projected, dragon really scale bound? Mm. Sorry, man, I'm not really getting it, <laughs> but I knew that someone will bring up scale bound. Uh, <laughs> and we will talk about that uh, probably a little later, little later, later. Uh, Dronte J sends in two uh, $5 uh, dollars and says, the most ever put into a game was fantasy style universe ambient of Loomis uh, on Xbox 360. He put in 1,500 hours into it. So, Chess, I know yours is World of Warcraft, probably <laughs> the game you put in more than 10,000 hours. I heard you say once.
1: Uh, yeah, that's I, what's um, yours. I downloaded, a, I downloaded a mod called, well, an add-on mm. called UltraHolic which adds up all the playtime across all your different characters, and now it's closer to (laughs) 17,000 hours
0: Jesus.
1: (laughs) And and that doesn't include Mm. at least a dozen deleted characters as well. Okay. um, It's pretty insane.
0: That's insane.
1: I mean, it's interesting, though, about World of Warcraft, because, like, I I say, like, I wouldn't know what to do with Halo at this point, but... Mm. Blizzard's managed to turn World of Warcraft around. Like, World of Warcraft was in freefall decline the last couple of expansions, but this new one is absolutely... They've absolutely nailed it. So it can happen. It can happen. You know, with the right vision, the right investment, and the right people in place to make that happen. I mean, it's probably no accident that Mikey Barra, who's a hardcore World of Warcraft fanboy, is now leading Blizzard. And the first expansion released under him actually gives the fans what they want you know it's um i don't know man i wouldn't want to be in phil's position trying to figure out what the hell to do with halo i wouldn't want to be there
0: yeah it it is it is not an easy task to do (laughs) and and uh John TJ follows up with a super chat uh, chess lol it's a poison pill Halo yeah indeed <laughs> it kind of feels like it and uh, he said it continues and says let's all agree Halo Infinite is an amazing game it's just missing content yeah I, I do agree uh, again the, the game core gameplay mechanics were fantastic um, it just didn't work out as a games as a service title I think that's the biggest problem all right, but let's get into some topics, guys. Um, we will talk today about um, the Microsoft layoffs, of course, some Starfield rumors, Xbox in the second half. We've got some rumors there. Um, the Ubisoft chaos. Uh, I know your favorite company, Chess. Uh, <laughs> scaleboard, want yeah. to break a lot of other things. But first, guys, the sundown of Stadia stadia has officially shut down um yeah uh yesterday they closed it down for good um so now uh all there's left is is luna basically and of course Nvidia. um i couldn't believe
2: yeah. when they posted on like stadia posted on twitter that they had been going since 2019 i was like they've been going for three years <laughs> I was like, yeah. Really? Yeah. Are you sure about that? <laughs> have you Does ever played like
1: Stadia? Yes, <laughs> I have tried Stadia, but it was just like there's no games. So yeah, I looked, I looked, looked away, never came back. Stadia <laughs> had no games. You know, it's,
0: it's, there's just that, nothing to play. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. Uh, of course, Stadia is not the main topic. Uh, we we want to talk about um, what happened at Microsoft. Um, Microsoft confirmed that they will lay off 10,000 employees. Um, uh, g- gaming is impacted as well. Uh, Satya had to say uh, the following. We are living through uh, times of significant change and... Uh, As I met with customers and partners, a few things are clear. First, as we saw customers accelerate their digital spend during the pandemic, we are now seeing uh, them optimize their digital spend to do more with less and hence the layoffs. Um, So um, we know by now that Bethesda has been affected as well, uh, the coalition and especially 343. At 343, Joseph Staten actually left us well. Um, not that he got laid off; uh, he's rejoining uh, the Xbox Publishing arm. Uh, but overall, we see on Twitter a lot of uh, people come out, um, and I want to and, and talk about this. And I want to say one thing uh, that a lot of people seem to forget: we're talking here about real people that lost their job, and they probably have mouths to feed and bills to pay, and. So I, I definitely want to uh, respect everyone um, to, to uh, respect that, and uh, it's, it's not something to make fun of uh, of people. Uh, but we have also seen a lot of developers come out um, and talk about this. So, Jess, what do you make of these layoffs, especially with I respect mean, to the Xbox division?
1: Yeah, it's it's unsurprising, you know. Um,
0: yeah
1: i mean we kind of figured this was going to happen and i honestly wouldn't be surprised if there's another round of a big round of layoffs in the summer um you know it's it's shell the capitalism at the end of the day the The whole world is expected to head into recession this year um yeah. you know as in, in inflation from the energy crisis thanks russia and um all the 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 quantitative easing from the pandemic the the loans coming home to roost and all that kind of stuff all this stuff is sort of coalescing to make this sort of horrible economic storm that's going to impact everything tech tech stocks always get battered during recessions because they make luxury goods at the end of the day they make luxury goods not just for consumers but also businesses and everyone who needed a laptop or a pc or a headset or whatever they bought them during the pandemic no one's buying a pc this year no one's buying anything this year it's it's batting down the hatches and save because everything's more expensive food's more expensive distribution's more expensive energy's more expensive you know we had the the you know the the lovely Gas crisis in, in Germany, uh, which, yeah. you know, very, <laughs> very cold in December. My girlfriend's oh, mom yeah. wouldn't let us turn the heating on. So I was sitting here like with a black dude, podcast with a blanket around my shoulders, like, oh yep. my God, it's so cold. Um, you know, so uh, yeah, we, you know, it's it's all this stuff coalescing to, you know, make a bad situation worse at the end of the day. Microsoft's cutting 5% of its global wo- workforce, and 5% doesn't sound like a lot. So that represents 10,000 individuals like you said yeah. with families with bills to pay with hopes and dreams who are now like you know living in anxiety about what comes next you know and it yeah. and the layoffs are just brutal they're, they're across all disciplines all departments whether it's Xbox hololens surface the yeah. only department we heard that didn't really get hit that hard was Azure as you might expect yeah. um sure so, but um you know, 343 has been, you know, notably impacted, I think, like 60 employees from 343, um, which is a small part of the 10,000 that have been yeah. laid off. But it's sort of like, it's very visible because yeah. the 343 has a microscope on it right now. Halo has a microscope and Indeed. Xbox has a microscope on it, you know. There, there are 10,000 employees at Xbox alone and, uh, you know, 60 out of 10,000, isn't a lot, but like like you say, it's 60 individuals, humans, with a
0: yeah.
1: big problem now. Um, yeah. I wrote today about, like, you know, s- some people are facing being deported because they're on American visas, which require to have ongoing employment. And if yes. they haven't got employment, then they, they face the, f- the fear of being deported after 60 days, you know. So, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's an awful situation, but, you know, it's... Again, it's it's shareholder capitalism. They they, they make these kind of decisions in the view of what's going to happen in the next quarter and the quarter after yeah. that. So in the next quarter, they're expecting the world economy to be fucked, basically. Yeah, am I allowed to swear yeah. on this podcast? I hope so. Um, but uh, <laughs> but uh, they're expecting they're expecting the, they're expecting the yeah they're expecting the economy the golden to golden. be it's messed up, you know yeah. and. Um, I know, like, a lot of European economies are expecting to go into, you know, uh, recession. Recession. America's supposed to have a mild recession, whatever that means. Britain's supposed to have a very scary, nasty recession, which is going to be very fun. Um, But again, Britain's one of Microsoft's key markets, so, you know, it's, it's going to be brutal. But... To that end, they're sort of reprioritizing around where they can make money. And Halo probably ain't a thing they can make money on. You know, God knows how much money's been wasted by 343 over the years. Not because of the developers, but because of awful mismanagement. As some some 343 pre- past and present staff noted on Twitter this week, I think the chap from yeah. Respawn, who used to work at 343, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but... He, uh, he went out to bat for 343 three and it was just like, yep, incompetent leadership, you know? Many yep. of whom are no longer at the company, you know? Um, but <sighs> what can you make of it, really? It just sucks. It just plain sucks. There's just there's nothing else to say about it, really. It just sucks. Yep. Um, the, the reason these things happen is because publicly traded companies have to maintain an operating margin so they can, you know, Take some of them profits and give them to shareholders as dividends. Yeah. And Microsoft pays dividends to its shareholders, you know, to the tune of however many billions of dollars. And uh, they want they want shareholders who own the company technically to be reassured that their dividends are still going to come through. Which means, you know, the 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 easiest way you can make savings is cut costs, and the biggest costs is labor. You know. Uh, median median salary at Microsoft is one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I mean, that's probably inflated by some employees are on millions, you know? mm. <laughs> millions yeah, millions of dollars. Um, but a lot of the people who were laid off were veterans. You know, we've seen we've seen people with yeah. decades worth of tenure at Microsoft laid off unexpectedly. You know, um, across all disciplines. So yeah, it, it just sucks. You know, and. There are more layoffs coming out. Amazon's doing layoffs. Even GameSpot just announced it's doing layoffs on Twitter as we've been doing the show. Like, um, my company's
0: doing layoffs. I mean, even Sony laid off people last year. Uh,
1: Yeah, I I, I expect Sony will be joining layoff train this year as well. Um, You know, I wouldn't be surprised if Activision Blizzard lays people off as well although mm. maybe they're in a bit of a different situation because they expect they're being they're expecting to be bought out so yeah. that's that's where the shareholders get their return on that investment but yeah you know I Ubisoft EA yeah ooh, Ubisoft is probably, probably nice. gonna
0: be the next one uh, yeah 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 like you say uh, sad times um, for those um, and I do hope that they will find soon uh, another job yeah um, At least in general, the gaming industry uh, always says it's hard to find proper talent. So I'm rooting for them that they will find uh, positions again. So um, yeah, Dutch, what do you think? Uh, What's happening there?
2: Yeah, I mean, as as Jez mentioned there, it's it's one of them things like every industry, especially right now with the world in recession. And I know mm. a lot of countries are kind of saying, oh, we're going to be in a recession. We are in a recession. It's just a very slow coaching moment up until the point yeah. where they eventually admit we're in a recession. <laughs> um, we're in a recession. It's going to be a number of years until we get out this recession. The, as we all infamously know the 2008 one lasted at least four years until it started to creep back up and recover um but again in my industry we we had a big round of layoffs industry-wide massive round of layoffs industry-wide last year of course i work in corporate energy so naturally last year when everything went completely to shit with the war and things like that and prices literally if if people thought house like residential pricing for energy was bad And this is one thing that will also look at the likes of Microsoft, et cetera. When you talk about corporate pricing, like you're talking double, triple the amount that residents are paying for their energy, um, which is literally crippling businesses as we speak. Um, Like when when people are used to talking about like 30, 40 pence or 40, 50 cents a unit for their electricity in the house, um, we're talking. Uh, upwards of one pound or like a, a a euro for for energy for businesses um at the tail end of last year and obviously what could they do it was nothing but we have to shoulder this burden or fold a lot of businesses folded um yeah and a lot of businesses will continue to fold this year because of that just because of that um and and again you have to think at, at large companies like microsoft etc they have to streamline they have to be efficient and they've got to make as jez pointed out they have to uh, focus on the areas that that make money um and those and literally just and it's and it's a brutal brutal world but this goes for every it's not just the tech industry although the tech industry is getting hit hard right now but it goes for every industry uh, where you you have to streamline you have to make sure you have the most profitable staff and areas um at full head count and and working uh, and those areas that aren't or, or do not have much work to go at or there isn't much that you can do in that area to make money so you don't need as many people in that area anymore those have to be streamlined it's just business it's it's a mm-hmm. horrible realization of 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 kind of what the business does but for microsoft themselves um it's also one of these um and and the tech industry to be honest because they were all doing exactly the same thing and it's the peaks and troughs of 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 um the economy of course we went through the the phase of trying to come out of covid everyone back to the office everyone either needing jobs or looking for work again uh the companies kind of trying to prioritize on that and, and and Essentially, let's go. Let's like rapid increase these staff headcounts. Let's rapid employ. Um, Amazon did it. Uh, Microsoft between 2021 and 2022 employed 50,000 new staff. Um, in, yeah. in the last, I think it's in the last, uh, maybe 20, since 2019, I think they've employed 80,000 new employees. It's a significant increase on headcount. Yeah. Um, so a decrease to be honest, and I said this kind of yesterday as well, a decrease of only 5% after a rapid increase of, like I say, 50,000 employees, to me mm. is, it could have been far worse. It could have been far worse, to be honest, I think, for Microsoft. It's never, it's never nice here hearing 10,000 people being let go. Um, but I think if you have a look at the, the background scenarios for a lot of these departments where they've had a lot of headcounts, and jazz kind of hit the nail on the head there with with the profitability on halo it wasn't a profitable games as a service game like in in that sense it it doesn't have a marketplace that is doing anything yeah. so if you have a look at sea thieves it's an, it's f- filled to the brim with stuff that people can buy that is like cosmetically entertaining like you've got awesome ship sets you've got loads of costumes you've got loads of animals and skeleton costumes and blah 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 blah. and it just goes on forever and the oris always, always adding new things if you have a look at um fortnite every month and every week they've got new things rotaring in if you look at any profitable games as a service games that makes sense there's always new content coming out every week whether that's cosmetic whether it's a new quest whatever it is something's happening and halo as a games as a service game has ultimately failed it is not and to be fair 60 they've, they've went from is it 350 to 290 or is it? I think so. Head counter, is it a little bit higher? Yeah,
0: Yeah. I think it it was a little higher. 450 Uh, down to 390.
2: Um, 450 staff down to 390, so they have shaved off a a large chunk. Uh, The the section of that actually was more um, from what we heard, more to do with the campaign side of things. Kind of just keeping the core multiplayer team. Anybody who was working on the campaign yeah. essentially is just ditch that. We're going to focus on the multiplayer, yeah. keep that going. Um, but it's the same across all of Microsoft. HoloLens in itself lost its government contract, got its government contract temporarily back whilst they made a revision to the, the units that they were making. But even that hasn't been without its flaws. And of course, that's a, a lot of people working on a very expensive bit of technology. Mm. So naturally, there was going to be losses there, and again when you're focusing like Microsoft is, they're investing heavily in AI and uh, autonomy um, a lot of these kind of scripting and, and technical rules and things like that can be streamlined through the use of AI, so it's it's about yeah. where you can maximise profits with a much smaller headcount and be a little bit more efficient in the process so you get things done quicker a lot less mistakes because things are automated um, it's well, it's just it it is horrible to, to talk about. It's horrible to to kind of talk about staff in that sense. But it's just corporate business. Unfortunately, it's it's going to happen. There's a lot of people on the mm-hmm. line. The the one aspect that I don't like about it is is that some ex developers using this as a as a as a, a way to kind of white knight um, against uh, companies et cetera. I think they should, kind of should refrain potentially at the moment from slandering Microsoft openly. Um, I don't think that's going to benefit anybody. I understand if you've got an opinion about you, your ex developer or, or a company you've worked at before, but I don't think publicly slandering them is doing anybody any favors. I think it's good to be able to tell this to certain people that you might know or in private to other people. But at the moment, when people are losing their jobs and potentially looking for other jobs, I don't think it's benefiting the situation. Yes, it gives us talking points on podcasts and gives, of course, um, News articles and things, uh, a reason to, to be there. But from a, from a beneficial perspective for those who have lost their jobs, they don't want to sit there and just hear about how bad their ex-employer is. They just they want to focus on finding a new job. Um, thankfully, I've seen quite a few people, both um, Bungie and people still working at 343, saying, listen, if anybody across the industry that I'm connected with has any job roles, contact me. And, we've, and I've seen loads of people, including Bungie, et cetera, saying, we've got openings, we've got openings, we've got openings across the board. Yeah. So there's going to be, I think, hopefully, the staff that have been let go at 343, at Bethesda, et cetera, those will, I think it's maybe it's in the hundreds as opposed to the, the wider economics yeah. of... Like <laughs> I like <just> said, a <laughs> relatively yeah. smart, small part small, window there yeah. too. I think the, yeah, end, yeah. The, the issue with the engineering side of things is Amazon have let go of 18,000. Yeah, Microsoft have let go of 10,000, of they which about been... a 1,000 of, hmm. of maybe even less than of that are, are yeah. developers, which can probably find roles relatively quickly. I think the engineers are going to be the ones that are stuck without work for a significant period of time, and that's going to mm-hmm. be hard because yeah. right now the market will be flooded because the tech industry is going in that direction,
0: through and the face. Yeah. Probably
2: now, in the space of a few months, upwards of forty thousand engineers We're jobless.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. God, it's a difficult Man, situation. Let's let's change the topic yeah. and get to something yeah. a little bit more exciting. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to bring that ball around otherwise. <laughs> so yeah. Let's talk about Starfield because. As people know, I'm super excited for the game. I think we all are. Um, there have been a couple of rumors of stuff about Starfield being delayed into the second half um, of the year, but uh, we hear the, those rumors all the time, all the time. One interesting thing happened at uh, the uh, over on Instagram, um, the official Bethesda account from Latin America. Uh, posted something that the dedicated Starfield event and the release date for the game uh, will be revealed very soon. so now we have the the insider uh, <laughs> we have someone who, who might have an idea about this uh, that, I don't know Dutch. Yeah. we have <clears> touch <throat> <laughs> here. Not <throat> kidding. Uh, no, I, like, um, let's go. Okay. I, I'm honestly
1: like, I've, I've been pretty like upfront about, about the fact that I don't really hmm. have Bethesda sources generally. So yeah. when it comes to Bethesda stuff, I'm generally in the dark, you know, to be completely, completely honest. Um, and I don't mind that. Cause you know, I, like you know, I, I like being surprised as well sometimes, but, um I, I've been on the record though of saying that I think Starfield is probably delayed to later on out uh, beyond June. I've got a bet mm. with Rand,
0: uh my podcast I, buddy. I, I, I uh, listened uh, to that episode, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah.
1: I got a, I got a bet with him that it'll be delayed beyond June for ten dollars. So we'll see we'll see who ends up being
0: right in the end. But yeah, that's you Dutch and I we have something similar about Forza, so <laughs> um oh, yeah. What's that bet? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm I'm of the firm belief that we don't won't see Forza in the first half of of this year. Uh yeah. we will. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we will. We we will, we talk about we will. this in every yeah. in every podcast but um just so you remember the Thank you. Mm, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we 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 bet our bet is about uh, the first who who buys the first round at Gamescom so. <laughs> um <laughs> Um yeah but uh, like uh, I think it was in October or so uh, last year when Turn Ten came out and they talked about that the game will go into the polishing phase in early 23 so that didn't sound to me like okay we are ready for a spring release but hopefully I'm 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 going to be surprised but yeah I just have the feeling that, that this is is it's, it's going to push be be pushed out but we will find out next week we will find out next week yes um yeah but Starfield uh do you think that this uh dedicated uh, event um would that make sense I mean since we have the developer direct next week um to make the Starfield event like what the, what the Beth- official Bethesda account said um posted on Instagram um soon soon is for me I don't know like the next 3 4 weeks or so you think that makes sense, or just space them a bit more out?
1: I don't know. I've heard I've heard some rumors about when this so-called Bethesda event is going to drop, and you know, some people have said it could be you know as far out as like May, you know, closer hmm. to E3 and stuff like that. Um, but I honestly don't know. I don't have I I don't have a single hint or whatever as to when this could be. I mean. You know, Rand Rand made the point on Xbox two when he said um that they, they didn't want Starfield to be here because it would have overshadowed the other games probably. Yeah. You know, Starfield Starfield is just he's gonna be on a it's literally on a galactic scope compared yes, to, to some of the other games that Xbox has coming. And it's kind of unfair to put Starfield's reveal on the same stage as Redfall and stuff like that, which yeah, you know, just simply don't have the same budgetary yeah. They're not in the same budgetary sphere, you know. Sphere. So um, um uh, Starfield
0: is I said this for Starfield is going to be like I think Xbox's biggest release in like maybe even forever. Like of yeah, definitely maybe. on Halo 3 kind of level. Um yeah. the makers of Skyrim with their brand new IP, this is massive. This is absolutely yeah. massive.
1: It will be um, massive. Um it's going to be a big deal. It's going to be an b- event in gaming. It's going to be it's Skyrim saw a level of longevity with the mods and stuff that people do to keep that game ticking over over time. You know, it's going to be a big deal, and um, you know Microsoft absolutely needs to get it right, which is why I think it could be delayed. You know, it's not going to mm-hmm. be like like a like a ship it and we'll 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 sort it out later. Starfield, like like there there was articles last week where people had noticed that Starfield replaced Master Chief on the boxes of Xbox Series X consoles. Yeah. You know, they're, they're going to want Starfield to be the new mascot of of the brand. The new brand yeah. ambassador in a, in a world where Master Chief has, you know, basically shit the bed. You know, the TV show was not great and didn't yeah. review well. And norm both normies and core fans alike just didn't really care for it much. Yeah. Um, and... You know, and then Halo—the whole mess that is Halo Infinite's life service, you know. Um, you know, so it's it's just sort of like every possible thing that could go wrong with Halo has gone wrong over the years. You know, yeah. the Master Chief Collection launched in a mess, and people don't remember the fact that it's they've they turned it around. They remember the mess that it was in, and yeah. now they're going to remember the the mess Halo Infinite's been in. It's just it's never smooth sailing with Halo since yeah. since 343 it's just never been smooth sailing halo 5 was middling as well you know yeah everyone halo was complaining was about the
0: campaign there yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah. it's it's, uh, it's been rough man to be a halo fan i'm glad i'm not one <laughs> 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 but I know what yeah. suffering feels like because I've been a Warcraft fan for a long time, you know, so.
0: Yeah, and that game has also gone through its ups and downs. Uh, yes, it has. Yes, it yeah, has. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, so we shall see about Starfield. Uh, that she, I still, I know chess is, has also the feeling like second half. Um, I don't know. Um, When Bethesda or Todd Howard announced that, that release date of... Uh, November eleventh, I, I I think they were of the firm belief that they can hit that target, and obviously um, uh, Bethesda games are famous for their bugs, <laughs> Bethesda and everything. And obviously uh, Microsoft knows of, about the importance of of, uh, of Starfield and that this really needs to deliver. So when they s- delayed the game and suggested that, okay, this is going to come out now in the next 12 months. So be- oh, if they can afford another shitstorm, like, uh, okay, we are pushing this now to September or October, um, the, the, you know what the, the stories will be on Twitter and, and everywhere on, on the social media channels, so I'm not sure if they're going to push it out that far. Um,
2: I agree. I agree. I think, and, and we, I think we're all in the firm agreement here that the only reason that that game was delayed was because Microsoft told them to. <laughs> the, yeah. It was a Bethesda case where they showed them the game and they were like, we are ready for 11th of November. And Microsoft looked at it and went, you're not. That's not ready for 11th of November. I, I know you were confident, but we're not. So that, you've got another 12 months to get that chip shape. We'll decide close at the time when it's coming out um i think i think having it as a brand ambassador though isn't the problem is and this is the thing that xbox has got now going forward is i absolutely agree halo right now unfortunately is 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 got to the point where it isn't a a wise ambassador of of xbox it hasn't hit the mark with the current generation of players and this Mm -hmm. is the issue we've got like we come at it from a perspective of when we were younger and we first picked up Xbox and we first started playing Halo, etc. So we have that nostalgic feeling about it, but any new player coming to the Xbox for the first time, just see yet another shooter. It doesn't offer anything other than any other shooter has, and to be fair, every other shooter has more content. So to the to that modern player, to that new entry into the into the game, it's not a franchise, it's not your pillar um, kind of poster boy should we say and the, another thing is as well is we have the coalition in t- intentionally taking a lot of time to get their eggs in their basket for whatever Gears does going forward would would Marcus Phoenix or, or Gears be the new the new poster boy going forward, would it be Senua be the new poster girl going forward yeah. Senua could, it be, could
0: be like like hmm. a mascot eventually, what, yeah
2: what we don't have is a Ma- we don't have a Kratos, we don't have a Spider-Man, we don't have a Nathan Drake, we don't have an Ellie or Joel. We don't have, a, like, these essential kind of pin-up poster things is what we we now don't really have. Yes, Master Chief is still an icon in gaming, but unfortunately this, this last few generations of Halo have really sunk that franchise down to a point where it, it needs to go on either a severe hiatus and complete restructure and come up with something new like God of War did. It went completely different to what that franchise was to create something nice, shiny, completely different direction for the game. It didn't kill it. What it did was revitalize it. Halo needs that. Essentially it needs to go back to the drawing board. What are we going to do with this? How are we going to fix it? Give it a long time and come up with something that actually makes a difference. Um, but don't rush it. Take your time. Put it on the back burner. Um, oh, oh dear. Oh no. no. Oh, is his internet went off? Is this off?
1: <laughs> oh oh no. That means we've been kicked off the stream,
2: right? Yep, yeah, the stream's still there for the second. <laughs> HDK, is StreamYard having layoffs? Mm Hmm. Oh dear. I think I think uh, unless his internet went off or something. You mentioned it yesterday, didn't he? Power outage or something? Yeah.
1: Yeah, dude. Watch. How's your night going anyway, Jez? (laughs) Oh, you know, I'm just reading about layoffs and stuff. Lovely. All that fun stuff, you know.
2: Are you writing an article about it or?
1: I already do today, yeah. I wrote an article. Not much else I can do, really.
2: What's your plans going forward? Then you got much in the pipeline. You do? You, did he do a review for um, Monster Hunter?
1: Nah, ain't got time for reviews these days. I don't make any money, so don't. Do That's it. <laughs> what it's
2: coming down is coming. Uh, I was going to say, do you? Are you on a salary? Are you? You've... Oh
1: yeah, well, I've been a salary for years. I don't know if I do this paper article. That would be so stressful.
0: Hello. Hello, Boxy. What yeah. happened? Uh, I don't know the the internet. Is, are we still live? It's
2: it's there, but it's not. If that makes sense. So it it is live. There yeah, we go. There we go. You're back. You need to set that up again. But anyway.
0: uh, There we go. Uh Okay. Damn it! Uh, I'm not sure <laughs> uh, what happened. Uh, the internet had a hiccup, uh, guys. Uh, I don't know what's wrong today with the, with everything. Uh, first, we of off uh, entirely muted. Now the the internet is gone. So uh, apologies for that. Um, but I hope uh, that we can now continue uh, with. Uh, everything uh, and that, that it stays smooth so <laughs> yeah okay um, where, I was,
2: where i was up to anyway poster child xbox doesn't have one um and these it's this a is the point. thing these are the thing going forward and yes starfield make absolute sense for marketing purposes put that all over the box we had halo's release halo's been out for a while now it's no longer relevant in the conversation it's it's not it's not gaining the players it's not doing anything else so going forward of course naturally the biggest release in bethesda for the last two decades <laughs> you're gonna put that on the box you're going to shout and scream from the rooftops that that thing's coming out you're mm. going to uh, make us of skyrim makers of fallout makers of uh, of course you're going to shout that everywhere. it everywhere it absolutely makes sense um but going forward i think xbox really need to think about who they who their poster children are essentially is it going to be Senua?
0: Good question, what do you think? What, what could we, we know? Starfield,
2: Doom do Guy, sense? of course. Naturally,
1: I don't know. It's hard to say, really. Um, hmm. Maybe po- Perfect Dark with with Joanna no, Dark. I can't see that happening. Um, it probably end up being Starfield, like mm. some of the the if they if they have some like. Iconography from Starfield that really cuts through and becomes like the image that makes you think of Starfield. I don't know if we've got there yet, but like, if I if I see you know, there's certain images from Fallout New Vegas that just make you think Fallout New Vegas. You know, you see like the Brotherhood yeah. of Steel armor, you just think of Fallout that kind of thing.
2: Yeah, I just I every mean, time I think it's to I, I just think Pip yeah, Boy Pit as soon man. as I think of Fallout.
1: Yeah. <laughs> as soon as as soon as Bethesda starts putting its mark on Xbox, whether it's Fallout, whether it's Starfield, whether it's Elder Scrolls, no other studio is going to even come close. I think you know mm. Bethesda. I mean, even Activision Blizzard. You know, I I say, I say this you know wholeheartedly as a as a avowed Blizzard fanboy. I really think Todd Howard makes the best games in the world. You know. Yeah. And. Fallout and Skyrim are uh, events in gaming. They're on they're on another yeah. level. They're kind of up there with Minecraft and Indeed. You know, the the kind of legendary games that define our industry. Or oh, well, not my industry, yeah. but the industry that I cover. Um you know, and uh I think I think it's gonna be Bethesda. People won't even remember Halo. <laughs> but, uh, it'll just be like it'll just be like uh, you know, yeah, sure, Grandpa. There was a game called Halo. You know, key, the kids playing Starcraft, th- um, Starfield three or whatever. And uh, back in my day, the big sci-fi game was mm. Halo. <laughs> but, but nah, I don't know. I think I think I think it's going to be st- something out of Bethesda. I mean, if they can, st- if they can, I would have thought it'd be Fallout. You know, but th- where is Fallout? You know, so it's, it's, that they don't have a studio to make it, which is absurd. You know, mm. but. Uh, yeah it's I suppose like you could say Sony I would say Sony almost has multiple mascots you know
0: yeah they do Do you
1: think of God of War Last of Us Spider-Man even Spider-Man they can pick and choose (laughs) Sony, Sony Sony like delivers consistently games that seem to delight people whereas Xbox most recently just hasn't been able to do that but I think the a studio that's going to turn the tide is going to be Bethesda. I think. I think Starfield. That's why Star. It's crucial that Starfield launches as
0: In a good, good state. As it possibly can. Yeah. Be. Yeah. True. That's so true. So maybe yeah, maybe stay delay Starfield into the second half. Um, but what else? I can't uh, see it happening? I, I just can't. I can't see it happening. I, I, I it, it's It's tough for me too, uh, yeah, it, to to honestly. Yeah. A shitstorm.
2: I think the reason the reason I say that primarily is that would they put out an article and this is going on Developer Direct as well as having the Starfield show separately? Would they put out that article, that blog post, stipulating games coming out in the next couple of, in the next few months? If these weren't games coming out in the next few months, like yeah. I don't think Microsoft this late in the day in January would say these games are coming out in the next couple of months, and then not have these games released in the next cut. That would that's pretty much shooting yourself yeah, in the foot, I mean, foot at that point i can understand I mean, when it, they said it, the only way
0: are. yeah but, but, but they would never ever come out right now and and say okay we are going to launch starfield in i don't know september or october or whenever yeah. um what they have to do first is bring out some games so if there's a delay it's going to be after redfall and and forza uh, have, be, have re- been released um because uh, otherwise um it, it the, the public outcry man the public outcry i can already hear that so yeah maybe it's second half maybe not uh but what, what do you guys think uh what else will xbox bring in the second half we have now the de- developer direct coming next week uh we will get the release dates for minecraft legends redfall forza um at least xbox wire germany uh confirmed that <laughs> they, they were the only one in their wire article uh, that that actually said uh, and we're gonna announce the release dates and every like in the in the US uh, Xbox wire article uh, the release dates were not mentioned uh, so but yeah it would may it would be stupid not to to use the stage to announce the release date so yeah what what, what else do we get um, in, in then in the second half uh, this year is, is, is the question and um, Jess uh, I would love to hear your guess guesstimations for the second half because there, there's a lot of stuff rumoured. about Hellblade, 2. It's not gonna be a round Now, round
2: Jez, round last round. time I heard you speaking about Avoid, you said that that looked good and that was that was that was going well. So I'm, I'm intrigued I to think, hear your thoughts on Avoid.
1: I think they've expanded the scope of Avoid. I think I think they've they've looked at Avoid and thought, we've got something really special here. Because Obsidian was one, uh, one one department at Microsoft that didn't have any layoffs, um, uh, so I've confirmed.
0: Mm. So, Last week we had ACG uh, tweeting out um, about him having a good source on about having co-op elements. So mm. I um.
1: So I'm not sure about that, Um, I suppose if he's, you know, if his source is solid then you can say yeah, but I did mention on, I think I mentioned on Xbox 2 that I'd heard, I'd heard that at one point, at least at one point the game was aiming to have co-op, that was a Mm. long time ago, and the way I'd heard about the co-op was in the context of them looking for things to cut to bring the game into focus, but maybe they managed to not cut co-op. Yeah. Um, so it was definitely in consideration, but, you know, like I said on the show, on the Xbox 2 before, like, Pillars of Eternity, uh, which is the game franchise that Avowed is based in, yeah. is based on Dungeons and & Dragons, and Dungeons and & yeah. Dragons is the ultimate co-op experience, you know, so... Um, just speaking from a, po- a point of the game's DNA, you know, co-op makes complete sense for this kind of game. Um, Absolutely, I would have thought. You know, it works in Divinity: Original Sin and and uh, other games that Larry and are making. So,
0: well, now um, you you could argue, of course, Pillars. I love I love Pillars, uh, but it's at least it looks like a completely different game, even though they are both oh, playing yeah. in, in Eora, So. Yeah. Um, it's more like a Skyrim-esque type of game, from what we hear, when you've seen it. Oh, yeah, so it's,
1: yeah, it's it's a first-person, first-person game. You know, it yeah, looks like I, I described it as the Outer World Skyrim. Yeah, because
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, it looks it looks like the Outer Worlds. You know, it's got that vibrant, sort of realistic but also very colorful stylized art, which mm. I suppose allows them to iterate the world more quickly than something more fully photorealistic but this is footage now that's been three years old so like based on when I saw the game to what it looks like now could be completely different it could be like it could be approaching further approaching photorealism you know and maybe some of the maybe some of the the graphics I saw was uh, just placeholder graphics from recycled assets in the outer world you know don't know That's the thing with the thing with in development uh footage that a- is leaked yeah. leaked to you there's a lot of context missing which is part of the reason why i never posted it because i didn't have the context to present it in an accurate light you know at the end mm. of the day um so like the only takeaways i got from it really was like how does it look mechanically and it looked pretty damn good you know it looked really yeah. fun even um even in in its sort of you know prototypical state um but yeah avowed for this year i would be shocked if avowed launches this year Uh, i think avowed is next year i think we'll see avowed this year revealed but i don't think it launches this year um as for what i do think launches this year i think the big game for the second half of the year is going to be starfield (laughs) ah you're killing me you're killing me um, i think we could get one of the smaller indie projects this year like um uh microsoft's working with stoic on a game called the wandering tower which Mm. hasn't even been announced yet um but they didn't do a very good job of keeping it secret frankly (laughs) um but wandering tower is something that there's been in development for quite a while uh, but it's you know it's a smaller team, but it's a very ambitious kind of game um, for the for a team of that size. I'm kind of I'm kind of th- expecting it to be sort of similar to the Call of the Lamb in terms of scale, but okay. I could be completely wrong. Could be it could be it could be a bigger game, could be a smaller game, I guess. But I th- I think it you know it's going to be that kind of indie hit um, exclusive to Xbox. Um, but it's meant to be like. Persistently online, like I'm sure I read that it had social social hubs and stuff like that, connected social hubs. So maybe it's a bigger game than I'm expecting. I don't know. But again, a lot of context missing here. All we know really is that the game exists, and it's been in development for a long time. So maybe the Wandering Tower is released and announced, and then releases towards okay. the end of this year, maybe. Um, but what about I don't contraband? Know, no, contraband. I've heard contraband is struggled a bit to find the the meat um announced it too early probably but uh i don't think contraband launches this year i don't think hellblade or avowed launches this year i think Mm -hmm. hellblade and avowed launch next year i wouldn't be surprised if contraband launches even later than that but i honestly don't know i'm I'm pretty in the dark about some of that some of these games at the minute so a lot of it's all just pure guesswork really Pure yeah. guesswork for me at the yeah. minute. Um, maybe Jeff Grubb knows better. Go and ask Jeff. Who knows? <laughs> Jeffy,
0: Jeffy. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, I mean, we will probably find out at E3. Um, do you think they, they're going to keep to that, like, 12-month format at E3 this year? Um,
1: I don't know I don't know I wouldn't be surprised if they ditch that format because it's quite it's quite restrictive and it'll be redundant if Starfield gets delayed it'll be like well 12 months and then uh, 12 months and then uh, Starfield's delayed so basically mm. um, when you say 12 months you don't actually mean it and like if, unless you really mean 12 months then the fo- the format doesn't make sense, right? Yeah, so I think I think it's it's kind of in this sort of environment of things being delayed. I don't know if they'll do the twelve month format again, um, but who knows? We'll, I guess we'll wait and see. Yeah, who knows?
0: Who knows? Dutch, I want to hear your thoughts in a second. Give me a, a second and uh, briefly read a super chat that came in from Sour Blow. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much. He says, "Arthur's um, Arthur's Manithil RPG." witcher 3 style oh yeah damn, man, damn. that'd be interesting blizzards fans know what we talk about <laughs> um i think he was he appeared first was it world uh, warcraft 2 II or 3 i don't i can't remember when he <laughs> appeared first so um that would be awesome man would be awesome so that, what do you think will they will microsoft continue with that 12 month format
2: I'm going to jump on the what's releasing this the latter in this wow, year first. Sure. Can't predict. Can't predict Jazz's guesstimates. <laughs> <laughs> I think Starfield hits this first half. Damn it. Mm. <laughs> um, but I also think there is a possibility that Hellblade hits this year. However, I don't know what will go alongside it for the latter half. Um, I also agree. I don't think Avowed makes this year. Um, contraband again we haven't seen anything of it so it's it, it's impossible to say that it's going to hit this year because we we don't know we actually don't know what it is really right now we've not seen anything of it so it's hard to judge a game and when it might release based on a very quick CGI splash screen essentially <laughs> I can't so I don't think contraband and I think it's probably right there we, we we've seen that little of it it is probably latter 24 if not maybe it's 25 or something like that. Mm. Um, but no, I think second half, it'll be Hellblade, but likely, as, as probably Jez mentioned, some of their smaller titles to go alongside it, like in Little India developments or maybe even smaller projects from, from some of the studios or something that we haven't seen yet. Um, but I think there's only going to be one big release the, the latter part of 23, but that's not a bad thing considering the start they would have had. Um, obviously, if if, if Forza... Redfall, Starfield, Minecraft Legends has come out in the first half. You finish it off with Hellblade at the very tail end, but in between that, you've got some of your AA, triple indie or indie titles coming out there as well that are exclusive to the platform. Yeah, it's a, it's a good all-round year to be honest. But um, yeah, I don't, in terms of the the E3 thing, we we said it's well, it doesn't. It only makes sense to do twelve months if at the end of the 12-month section of the show, you then have, right, let's have a look at some of the things that we're working on in the future and have like a little 10, 15-minute segment that Mm. is dedicated to just projects that are far out, that you don't need any other info on, just like here's some excitement to have, to look forward to in the future. So we already know all these key releases we're getting within 12 months, but then at the very end of the show, you get these surprises of what, the teams are working on um i think that is the only time a 12-month format would would realistically work last year the reason it didn't work for me personally was that the latter half what we realized immediately after the show was that there was nothing coming in the first six months of the 12 month. <laughs> no. nothing zero from first party there was nothing it was just game pass titles oh, Pen pentiment <laughs> and, oh yeah, and pentiment which of course it did it did well in the grand scheme of things but um but in terms of the wider scale uh, community it didn't hit it off um uh, for for them it was just again it's an uber niche title as, as successful as it was it was uber niche um so then they had this case of right okay well then the next six months which is technically the only part of that that made a sense for the rest of us is games that we're now only starting to learn the release dates for on the 25th onwards um yeah. so yeah, it doesn't make sense on on let's only do 12 months because that is unbelievably restrictive and then for mm-hmm. things like developer directs the only games you're going to be able to talk about on these developer directs are the games coming within the next 12 months Um, whereas I think what we've seen from the likes of Ninja Theory and from the likes of Bethesda with Starfield um, and other studios is they already do their own forms of blogs or vlogs dictating how development processes work and things like that, and it's been really insightful to see those processes and how they create things. And developer directs, I think, when you have a little bit wider array, even if you're doing like a two-year view, I think that's a little bit more of an open... Perspective there, then at least you've got a few more of those teams you can include in some of these developer directs for going forwards. Okay, let's have a look Mm. at what these guys are working on and how that's coming along. And you then not restrictive to to only
0: having developer directs when you've got release dates to announce for the for the next couple of uh, weeks or months. Um, Yeah, interesting. I mean, like studios like Ninja Theory they have been doing their development diaries um, on their own yeah um, that have been very insightful yeah um, but extending of course uh, the the like the uh, the time frame for for a developer direct is an interesting thought man we shall see next week um, uh, we we talk about E3 now but there's there's an Xbox thing coming next week and I said this, I think on the last show, this one so far, they, they, they hit it right out of the gate, like short condensed format, like setting expectations, acknowledging Starfield not being there upfront really helps. And finally they get rid of the personalities, like moderators, um, uh, so so far, um, I'm pretty excited. We know about the four games being there: Minecraft Legends, Redfall, Forza, and um, Little Scrolls Online. You think they're gonna have one or a surprise something we don't expect, or is it just really gonna be that what we what we know already?
2: Sorry. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I was going to say as well on the on on the article because if you're reading the article itself,
0: yeah, um,
2: the the article itself is it's kind of open to. Um, I'm just going to bring it up. Actually, developer direct. Uh, it's kind of open to. It, it, Interpret it's it's weird because it is open to interpretation. So what they've said essentially is presented uh, by the game creators themselves from Xbox, me, including Arcane, Mojang, Turn 10, and ZeniMax, the developer that will focus on big features, extended gameplay showcase, and the latest info for Xbox games launching in the next few months, including Elder Scrolls 4's yeah. and Minecraft Redfall. So that would say that they have those there, but they also have other titles.
0: Mm, that's, that's a fair point. What do you think, Chess? Will we see something that they haven't announced?
1: I know that there are there are a few floating code names I've got which I don't have projects attached to. Um and it's kinda of like, What the hell is that? Driving me mad, keeping me awake at night, <laughs> staring into the the full moon, wondering, What are you? Yeah. <laughs> I um but yeah, maybe some of those get revealed this year. Microsoft's always got things in the pipeline. They have to have a keep constant flow mm. of content coming. You know, there's the stuff that we know about, um, which hasn't been revealed, like Project Swerte from Oh yeah, certain Affinity, um, Brass Lion Entertainment's uh, Wu Tang kind game, the Wu Tang, um, yeah. yeah, and Compulsion and. There's a bunch of stuff that could show off. You know, they've yeah. got a load, load of bullets in the chamber and now that we're through the pandemic, we, you'd hope that some of the the plans they were trying to put in place when Phil finally got the budget that he that he needed, um, hopefully some of those plans can get going again, the ball can get rolling. We start seeing this steady cadence of content which we've been dying Xbox to achieve for 10 years or more at this point. So, yeah, um, yeah, but I have no idea what it'd be. Just have to wait. You think,
0: it. so, so what crossed my mind is of course, like we have the a bunch of really good looking indie games coming, um, also early 23 that will either be Xbox, uh, exclusive or at least game pass day one launches like Benedict Fox, the last case of Benedict Fox, Flintlock, um, or even Hollow Knight Song. Do you expect them to announce at least some dates for those games as well? Or are they going to focus on these four major titles? I, th- I think personally,
2: the, obviously the
0: main focus
2: will be those titles. Um, but I think as ESO themselves have already confirmed, the actual chunk of their showcase is going to be on a showcase after the showcase. <laughs> so mm, they're going to have yeah. their own as well, much like Starfield. So I mean, for fight. Elder
0: Scrolls, it makes sense. Yeah. Come on, the yeah. game is out for many years, and it's it's going to be an yeah. expansion. Exciting, so yeah, eventually, I, I get that. Yeah.
2: You've got a 45-minute show. Maybe, 30, half an hour, maybe half an hour of that is going to be dedicated to the three mm. big releases, which is Redfall, Forza, Minecraft Legends. You're going to have a, a very small chunk that's going to show off essentially like a trailer. Maybe it's a little blurb for a couple of minutes for ESO. And then they'll say, "Okay, after the show, of course you want to tune in, learn more about the next expansion, and what we're doing with ASO, then watch us there." Mm. And then probably about ten up to ten to fifteen minutes, maybe talking about what else is there. And I think it probably would make sense talking about the Game Pass titles because the Game Pass titles again they mentioned coming by within the first twelve months. Would mean that they would have to again work with these teams to talk about them. So, we want to know again. We I doubt we're going to get Stalker's official release, but they have been a little bit more talkative recently, including some beautiful screenshots Indeed. today. Um, so you no, never the know, the game
0: looks so good. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, yep. you just never know about Stalker. It could make it first half if it does. Absolutely, congratulations to them for getting it out in that time, but again, no pressure. Um, didn't but, the, the...
0: Uh, one of the lead developers um can't remember his name uh last year towards the end of last year come out and debunked some of these rumors that it has been delayed indefinitely that it's still targeting yeah or
2: uh uh, he said it was targeted 23 but he didn't stipulate when in 23 Mm. okay okay so we don't know um but yeah yeah um but agree with the likes of your your um, Flint Locksy, Dawn, etc., which is coming to Game Pass, and yeah. your like your Silk Song, which was has obviously been mm. delayed multiple times. But again, won't be seen
0: for a while when when that came, comes yeah. that game comes <laughs> out.
2: <laughs> I, think, I think yeah, I think absolutely. And this again, we've mentioned it before, but it could be a good opportunity to eventually talk mm. about the family pass um, for for Game Pass, yeah. the friends and family thing. I think that would be a good opportunity to kind of finish the show on. And you can play all these games in Game Pass Friends and Family, which is available uh, starting February at this price. Um, I think what can
0: finish on that. Yeah, yeah, true. Absolutely. You're muted. Right. Sorry, what was yeah, the
1: question? There you
0: go. Um, Will we see some some of the, the smaller indie games like uh, Flintlock or, I don't know, Hollow Knight, uh, Last Case of Benedict Fox, and get some release dates for those as well during the Developer Direct? Or?
1: Hmm. I don't know there are some surprises coming to the Developer Direct, which they never mentioned in their blog post. So it's entirely possible that there could be mm-hmm. more to the show than meets the eye. And they're just sort of... Um, Sorry, they just sort of like um, they want to over deliver so that we remember that oh, this show was actually way, mm. way cooler than I expected. Um, so yeah, I think it is possible that we could get some of the some more concrete information on these upcoming idea Xbox games, but don't know, don't know for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah, let's see, let's see. Uh, less than a week away, uh, and, and it's gonna be exciting. I, I can't wait. Uh, because again like the way how they announced it and described the show it's absolutely my gem and i i I cannot wait i really cannot wait um one thing i've seen uh people talk about on on the social channels is that apparently ubisoft plus is is close um do we expect that to be there to uh, at the, the show to some degree at least not sure Hard to say.
1: Mm. Uh, maybe they'll do it in a platform update or something. Um, but the uh, developer direct says to me that this is focusing on game developers. So yeah. maybe you. Oftentimes, what Microsoft does is when they've got a showcase, they'll do like they'll do almost like daily blasts of positive news, and then ramp up to mm, the true ramp up to the show itself. So maybe like they'll do a blog post like new features coming to Xbox blog post the next day Ubisoft plus blog post the next day um, I don't know announcing some other event maybe idea Xbox developer direct where they are going to talk about Song and stuff like that in next month uh, GDC is coming up so maybe they do a developer direct tie into GDC mm-hmm. as well build up the brand of developer direct um, and uh, yeah I don't know Um I suspect we'll see it announced soon, since it does seem to be appearing on the web and in Microsoft systems. So, Also, the Xbox Game Pass family plan as well. That seems to be gradually making appearances on the web and in other places. So maybe that's another another positive news beat they announce in tandem with the developer Direct. Yeah. Um, we'll have to wait and see.
0: Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Uh, again... Less than a week. Uh, gonna be gonna be uh, interesting week next week. Um, since we talk about uh, or mentioned Ubisoft, um, a couple of things happened this week uh, over at Ubisoft, um, and I'm not talking about the stock price, which absolutely tanked. Uh, they are on a ultra record low. Um, so who knows uh, if, if they look to be bought. Um, Now's the time. They've never been that cheap. Uh, Actually, I'm thinking of investing in (laughs) Ubisoft stock. They have to go.
2: I just don't think anyone wants that headache.
0: Yeah, that's just what it is. So last week, uh, Yves Gilmore, uh, I hope that's the way to pronounce it, um, has, well, more or less uh, put the ball in the park of the developers said yeah, now it's it's your job to course correct the ship and everything and this week uh in france the union uh, the the uh, ubs of uh that the paris workers union um ca- called out uh for the staff to to go on strike um they said uh, on several locations mr Gumont is trying to shift the blame uh, once again onto the employees um And uh, they continued uh, that uh, he expects uh, them to be mobilized, to give it all, to give it uh, their all, to be as efficient and lean as possible. And these words usually mean overtime, managerial pressure, or burnout. Um, And that's why uh, they called upon the the employees to go on strike. And Yves Guimont replied and. Kind of apparently, and the, this is uh, now only, of course, uh, to to reports uh, from several media sites uh, that um, he more or less well apologized to them and said that it's of course um, uh, a union. Uh, 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 success story for for all he said this is a collective journey that starts of course with myself and with the leadership team to create the condition for all of us to succeed together so um yeah um Over there at Ubisoft, a lot of things don't go as well as they probably hope to. Um, Jess, I know you're not the biggest Ubisoft fan these days. Um, (laughs) So what do you think is, is happening over there?
1: I mean, it's. Ubisoft's reaping what it sowed, you know, and it's not the developers' fault because mm. they make technically brilliant games. The games look stunning. Division looks stunning, it plays really well, feels great. Yeah. It's the, the creative direction at, at a higher level, what seems to be just completely gone out the window, where Ubisoft's just been like trend chasing and. Building games to a metric rather than building games to what is represents an artist's vision, I think is the issue here um so the they they design their games for player retention rather than earning player retention through the medium of fun, yeah, which is um typically how games are supposed to be made, you know. Um, they've been doing that repeatedly for years and years and years and years and years, and, years. and so this is this is that mentality, the corporate mentality, really catching up with Ubisoft now. And they've they had twelve battle royales in development, um, yeah. According crazy. to Tom Henderson. and yeah. I just told I totally believe it, you know, because like yeah, yeah. they've showed Absolutely. off a lot of them. And they, they, they've shown repeatedly that they, they will chase trends. Um, you
0: know, rather, like, than uh, them uh, rather than to set I them themselves. Rather than to set themselves. And yeah.
1: it doesn't... They, they saw what for Epic Games did by pivoting Fortnite really hard into PUBG and thought, oh, we can do that. But I think in the history of the entire industry, there's not many situations where a company has been able to pull that off. Epic Games is basically the only one and it looked out so hard. Yeah. Got so damn lucky. No nobody like nobody at Epic Games came up with a battle royale format. Nobody at Epic Games thought Fortnite was gonna be a battle royale game. Not once. Yeah. Someone someone there made them you know the rogue decision to turn it into a battle royale game and rip off PUBG. And it worked. It worked really damn good. Yeah. And but the, Ubisoft's the, that's lightning in a bottle. They caught lightning in a bottle, you know. And Ubisoft thinks they could they can do the same years after the fact. Even PUBG is mm. not really a thing anymore. You know?
0: Yeah.
1: And nobody nobody cares. No, about they, they and, even
0: have Warzone and all the other uh, battle yeah. royales out there. And, yeah.
1: And it's like it's like you. You you seriously want to compete with Fortnite, which is hugely established? Yeah. The the machine that is Call of Duty that just never stops. You know, even Warzone two struggling, you know. And and Ubisoft wanted to 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 pile more battle royales into this, you know. I suppose Apex Legends was another one that did all right. Mm. Um, but you know, it's um, Ubisoft's insane, you know. And this is this is them catch, catch catching up with them. I think Ubisoft needs to really just downsize and just go back to basics. It's almost yeah. like what what's happening with 343 and Halo, where it's like we're designing Halo because we have to design Halo. Um, mm. Ubisoft's kind of took that mentality and applied it to their entire company, you know. We're designing, we're making Assassin's Creed because we have to make Assassin's Creed. Yeah. We're making Ghost Recon because we have to make Ghost Recon, you know, and they're all the same game. They all have the same tropes, the same villains, the same systems, the same side quests in some cases, and it's just Far Cry merges with Ghost Recon, merges with Assassin's Creed, and you're doing the same thing in all of the games. They're all open world. They're all bloated as hell. Because they want to trick the player into just doing the same thing over and over again, mm. so they'll stay in the game um, and maybe buy a few microtransactions here and there. Um, but they've 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 overdone it. They've overdone it. It's the Guitar Hero syndrome, you know. Like um, yeah. Activision, That's... really, they really overdid it with Guitar Hero. You know, they they made yeah. like a billion Guitar Hero games. And to the point where everyone just got sick of it, you know. And Ubisoft's done that with their entire portfolio. And now now they've they've made themselves redundant. Because if you played one Ubisoft game, you played all of them. They need to go back to the drawing board. They need to start making smaller scale games again. Games that have, you know, heart and actually end... You know, um, they were doing this for a little while. I thought the Ubisoft, oh wow, they're really turning around that yeah, uh, for a little the while. They're
0: they're Legends like, was one that yeah, stuck with me. Child, yeah, yeah
1: Child of Light.
0: For God's Child,
2: sake, yes. Yeah, yeah. i mentioned that all the time. These Valiant Ubisoft yeah. the original titles. Yeah,
1: yeah. It was like, wow, yeah. you're actually trying to do something new and fresh and interesting, and then and then they threw all that away, like straight away. I was really, yeah. it it's really to me.
0: Two years ago, when was it when they brought out Immortals: Phoenix Rising? I thought like, oh okay, now you're going in, into a different route, trying something new in an open world. Mm. Uh, but then, yeah, they they went straight back to their to their formula. I mean, mm. granted, it's a good formula; otherwise, they wouldn't have been so so successful. But I totally understand what you're saying. Um, and uh, a company of that size and magnitude you you would guess that they are able to set their own trends um because dutch we talked about this i think last week or two weeks ago uh they have twenty thousand employees like that's that's xbox bethesda with activision blizzard king combined uh terms of staff, it's a, it's a massive company and it just tells you how much overhead they must have and how inefficient they uh, <laughs> must work um, and that this uh, now leads of course to, to issues I'm not really surprised That what about you?
2: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not surprised at all and um, obviously there was a follow up post as well um, the, the staff had a meeting with Yves Gumor. Um, and relayed the same things that we're saying. Essentially, they've they said to Eve's in this in this meeting, and, and Eve's apologized for his comments. But they said we need to stop jumping on trends all the time. We need to be setting trends. Um, that is essentially the feeling of the developers themselves. And this is a, a kind of an entire company wide Q and A that they had internally. And if the the staff are telling you that, you need to listen to your staff. Stop listening to your shareholders and let them be imaginative. If if the staff are feeling at this point that they're not allowed to be creative because they they're essentially trying to chase these trends, as you mentioned, Jez, ten battle ten battle royales is just That's battle crazy, royale yeah. in itself is already <laughs> yeah. on like it's kind of teetering on what's the point anymore. Like we know there's a Halo battle rail coming out, but unless it does something absolutely drastic when it releases, it's not gonna it's not gonna touch the Richter scale in terms of its its popularity. You've got your kind of three kings there already in your Warzone, your Fortnite and Apex. Like there's nothing coming close to touching them three. Um PUBG had its moment and unfortunately it's kind of again teetering on the way out. Um it's yeah, they they are absolutely right. Stop tracing these trends, but Ubisoft, like you say, are, 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 in terms of staff count, a juggernaut 20,000 staff. They've got studios in pretty it's much every in the massive world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they don't even, it's not even creative with the studio names either. They've just named them whichever city they're in Ubisoft Paris, Ubisoft Netherlands, Ubisoft Montreal, and so yeah. on. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah indeed.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's just, it's kind of okay, you guys are doing this, you guys are doing this, you guys are doing this. It's kind of the, the situation that. Activision have with Call of Duty where they just kind of go right all of you are making Call of Duty now
0: yeah I mean these (laughs) gigantic games they they are hard to make uh, how many but again
2: this this is the issue a lot of people had as much as me and you enjoyed Valhalla as much as we enjoyed it the vast majority of people said that game was far too long yeah it dragged out they couldn't be bothered to finish it because it felt like it dragged yeah. When a game starts to feel like it's taking a long time, that's when you know the game is too long. When a game is outstayed, it's welcome. Oh, Most, and most Val, certainly. Valhalla very much has done that for a lot of people. And when you then going to continue, okay, we're going to continue with our key franchises in Assassin's Creed, which has already got three titles announced going forwards, mm. maybe four. And then you you go Street Guns and you splint, Splinter Cell Remake, which um kind of <laughs> worried about <Yeah. laughs> um yeah. for all of those it's you need to get as, as jez mentioned you, you need to get back to the ubisoft originals like what happened to ubisoft originals what happened to all of these inventive titles like as you mentioned child yeah. of light was beautiful it was brilliant it was a new take on a jrpg essentially in a, in a more of a platforming method you had the traditional turn-based jrpg combat but it was in an entirely different world to float around in. It was, it was it something was
0: unique, definitely. Beautiful.
2: Yeah. And again, as you mentioned with historic titles, like Rayman, which has just been kicked to the bins for no reason whatsoever. Like, reinvent Rayman. Like, bring back that classic yeah. Rayman that we all loved.
0: Absolutely. I uh, love that it, man.
2: It's just, it's insane. Like, <laughs> all of the things that they could do and the staff want to do. And again, Eve's come out and, and essentially tried to blame the staff. And it, it, it is a collective thing. It's, they need to have more open forums internally about decision-making, in, in a sense, in terms of what games are being created. Instead of, and he's kind of just saying, okay, well, you need to pull your fingers out because this is, this is down to you to fix the problem, essentially. Instead of saying, listen, we have made mistakes. We have had issues. We, he needs to kind of own that situation. He, mm. after all, is the CEO He's the one that answers to sure. shareholders. He's at the, the guy end, in At the
0: end, it's his responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Listen, man. Uh, good talk. I, but I want to catch up on some of the super chats real quick, and then uh, move on to one more topic. Uh, that uh, the first super chat comes in from Dave Ramus. He sends in two dollars. He says surprises. Yay! Maybe updated Game Pass numbers too. I think he was referring to our talk about the uh, upcoming de- developer, direct. Um Yeah, man, an update on Game Pass numbers uh, would be cool. W- what do you guys guess? Uh, I-, I think probably we're still a little under 30. What would you guess where we s- sit right now? 27. <laughs> For what <size>? Yeah, <laughs> Game Pass <laughs> subscriber numbers. <laughs> yeah.
1: I have no idea. I think the Riot situation might have moved the needle a fair bit. Oh, ah, yeah, um, true. Oh,
0: Riot, I haven't thought you can about get it. All, You can get all yeah. the Riot
1: content now with... Um, League
0: of Legends uh, yeah, is yeah. massive. Um, yeah.
1: So, uh, yeah, maybe we're at 30 million now. Mm-hmm. But I don't suppose we'll know. I wonder if... Because um, Microsoft's fiscal quarterly earnings report is coming up. If they have hit a milestone, it probably would be a good opportunity to offset some of the bad news to shareholders. Because, yeah. like, shareholders have not reacted well to these this round of layoffs. Usually, yeah. layoffs cause a share price to go up, but Microsoft share price is, like, down 3% since this news. Um, so uh, maybe they announced Game Pass numbers have gone up, but I don't know. Will they have gone up?
0: don't mm. know. Nah. Uh, yeah by the end of the year, when Starfield comes out, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Then we have um, Federus Socrates, uh, he sends in five euros. Thank you so much. Uh, He says, Game Pass is the real enemy of Xbox. Sixty-eight billion ABK deal is directly for Game Pass and directly against traditional Xbox. Don't deny it, just don't. Uh, dude, I I appreciate the super chat, but I would uh, disagree here. Um, I think uh, X, uh, Game Pass is uh, the game changer that Microsoft introduced into the gaming industry. Uh, and, but I think we've uh, said
2: it from the start. Anyway, this 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 the main chunk of the purpose of ABK is actually to do with King. It's yes. the mobile segment. Yeah, it's not so much the rest of it. Like King is the ultimate focus for this. Really, that's the purpose of the acquisition. The rest yeah. of it is an added bonus. Of course, you're getting Call of Duty and all that stuff. But yeah, the mobile' with all
0: that stuff, we get like if you look at the, for console players, it's like Call of Duty. Yes, and while Call of Duty is massive, it's it's one game and then we get like a diablo every 12 13 years or something and and that's it well i mean the the most
2: exciting thing for me of that whole acquisition is getting a really talented developer in toys for bob that can do a new banjo please Hmm.
0: (laughs) 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 man i i want tony hawk to be revived so if if we (laughs) in a good way
1: starcraft baby Ah, StarCraft. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, we've all got yeah. we've all got our dreams.
0: <laughs> we all have our dreams. I'm I'm mine. I mean, StarCraft. My, Microsoft is uh, is on fire with their uh, real time strategy games. We have like Aura History Unto- Untold uh, coming. I'm I'm really looking forward to that one. I want to see what the makers of Civilization are up to these days. So, um, yeah, uh. Starcraft.
2: Yes, would you like to see uh would you would you love to see uh a, a wow on console? I w- would you love to see that no. happen?
1: I mean, I would for people who want it, but I could not play WoW well on console. You need a mm. keyboard and mouse to play that game probably. Like I've got like how many keyboards for my warlock? 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12. 13, 14 15 16 17 18. 19, 20, 21. So I got I got twenty one abilities. I have to press to play my warlock properly, and that's not including PvP. So, how do you do that on a controller? Uh,
2: yeah,
0: that's too much for yeah, me. It's, it's, <laughs> but isn't there isn't there like a mod or something for World of Warcraft that that supports controllers?
1: There something. is there is a mod that you can use to play controllers. But yeah. like there are some classes which have less abilities to press, like. You could probably play a rep paladin with what with with two buttons, maybe. Mm. But um, <laughs> whole I did
2: paladin see just got really angry at me. But I was gonna like, say I, I did see
1: play these. A with that many buttons.
2: I did see these these limited edition special edition keyboards specifically for Warcraft, though, and that was the first time I'd ever seen one, actually, where an entire right segment of the keyboard was just all of the different abilities and buttons that yeah, you I remember to press.
1: that, yeah. I
2: remember that. They looked awesome. If I was ever going to get into that, I would try and try and pin down one of them old keyboards. To be mm. honest, <laughs> I think that would be the only way I'd be able to focus on exactly what I was needing to press instead of having twenty-one random keys. <laughs> my brother, my brother plays with a,
1: with a special mouse that's got a, a twelve buttons on the side, It's just, just for like you know the extra extra keyboards. You know, Ugh,
0: crazy. Uh, Jess you made some headlines uh, this week Um, you tweeted out quantum break needs to happen and Sean uh, Ashmore uh, himself actually uh, replied uh, to you and said I'm in and ever since uh, my uh, timeline is full with quantum break too Uh, (laughs) wishes (laughs) Um, yeah I, I I found that really funny uh, because it was just like two weeks ago or was it three weeks ago when we had Special Nick. Uh, we, were, we were having a short conversation about how we all want Quantum Break to come back. Um, so, yeah. Uh, do, do you think there's a, a realistic chance that they will pick that up again?
1: Nah, I don't think so. Probably not. I mean... I don't know. I uh I wanna believe that there there is a universe, an alternative dimension. Um an alternative alternative universe where Quantum Bright could come back, but it's probably one of them, you know, wishful, wishful thinking kind of things. Mm. I don't know. Um Yeah. I mean it's it's kind of interesting that um you know Sean Ashmore. Sean Ashmore's a really good guy. Like he, he followed me on Twitter ages and ages ago when you know I was really small. And like Quantum mm. Break was Quantum Break was the first ever AAA video game preview that I did at Gamescom. Oh, a nice, I, I queued up, and you know that was the year that I slept on the airport bench because I couldn't afford a hotel, and the game I covered was Quantum Break. You know, and. um yeah. I was one of the first people to get a preview up of Quantum Break because awesome. I didn't go to the press behind closed doors. I just went and queued up for the public presentation and then wrote it up, sat on the floor and wrote it up on my laptop. So I was like, you know, grinding hard to beat the press, you know, the established press. And yeah. um, that was the first preview that went up. And like, I think PR nice. was confused. They were like, hang on a sec, what? How, how did someone get a preview up so quickly, you know? So it kind mm-hmm. of helped me get noticed, the speed, right? <laughs> But uh, but yeah, I've 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 always spoken to him um, back and forth about it, and he's always been really enthusiastic about the idea of doing it again. Um, I mean, they've got the they've got the pieces in play. I'm sure Remedy would do it. I'm sure Sean Ashmore would do it. He said he would. Um, We just need Microsoft to believe in it. You know,
0: Um,
1: Mm. I would love for them. I'm probably going to write about it next
0: week. Sweet. I, that's a cool story I, I didn't know uh, that uh, quantum break was basically your first big AAA uh, preview that's that's cool I when when control came out uh, not that I didn't like control control was a good good game but I preferred quantum break um but since control was like so well received I think they are just gonna continue with with that IP uh, for the moment but man. Like you said, it would be awesome if Microsoft believed in it. Uh, that should, where do you stand with Quantum Break?
2: I enjoyed it. To be honest, I enjoyed it. I think the only the only drawback here is how is Microsoft's relationship with Remedy? <laughs> mm. Yeah, um, that is. I think that's the only key outlier here. And that there's two two games that I think are underappreciated, dramatically <laughs> underappreciated on the Xbox side. And that's I think that's been Quantum Break and Rise and I think the community overall would love to see both of those get their second chance. Um, We've we've heard plenty of rumours that there could be a rise to in development, but Um, um, multi-platform. It's obvious, of course, it seems to be more like both of these are cold hits. Both of these are where the community overall loved these games, but unfortunately, critically, they got canned. Um, But also, we don't know what they should we say the sales reception was like for any of these games either how well did they do financially um, was it a worthwhile investment for Xbox, was it a worthwhile investment kind of commercially should we say um, and that's ultimately the way Microsoft possibly look at it going forwards if it wasn't a commercial success why would we invest in creating these titles going forwards even if the community's asking for it because it could just be the loud minority that are asking for it <laughs> We've got Twitter trends and things like that, but again, outside of your, your social media, the general public is ultimately the ones that you've got to try and convince to buy these games, not the not the hardcore, loud, hardcore gamers like we are on Twitter asking for these cult games to, to be reborn. But I enjoyed it. Um, I'd, I'd very much love to see more in the universe of, of Quantum Break and see what else can be done with it. Yeah. And the characters are obviously... Fond of their time making that game And would love to work on it again So that's again great news But Will it happen? I think it's It's more I would say Close to 30-70 Probably 30% mm. likely thirty percent not um, yeah. And that, that boils down more to It's original commercial success And the relationship
0: with With Remedy Remedy, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that says a lot indeed Indeed Another speculation that came up this week again is scalebound uh, I think the the talk about this game will never die uh, and this is uh, goes out I to special Nick. Nick he he yeah. brought it up again uh that he has heard something uh so yeah I I don't think it's ever gonna happen. Uh do, do you guys see it differently, or will we ever see the end of of, of the scalebound talk? Uh Jesse, what do you think? Well,
1: first of all, I don't think scale band's coming back. Um mm. I don't believe it for a second. Sorry, Nick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but uh I don't believe the scalebound rumor or <laughs> um but god who knows crazy things have happened microsoft's tried to buy activision for 69 billion dollars so June. that is arguably crazier than Skybound coming back just about um but no i don't believe it for a second um and but yeah i i don't know why this this won't die i think it's because like platinum can make a great game they can make terrible games Yes. But they can also make, when, they, when they're when firing on all cylinders, they can really make a great game. And I think a lot of people were just, like, really enamoured with the idea of Xbox having its very own answer to Bayonetta or mm. Near Automata, all all of its own, you know, with dragons. Yeah. I'm personally, I thought the game looked okay, but at the same time, I was just kind of like, why are people so in love with this? And the protagonist yeah. was so cringe. Beats head headphones, wearing, yeah. yeah, like just horrible, horrible shit. Doesn't appeal to me, but you know, maybe I'm not the target audience. I don't know. Dragons are cool though. Dragons yeah. are pretty cool. True, then the combat looked really good um, yeah. in the prototypes. Um, but is it the hill I'm willing to die on, or I think anyone else should die on? Probably not. Um. But yeah, we can't have an Xbox podcast anywhere in the world without no. mentioning Scalebound at least one time. It's indeed. the rule. It's the law now.
0: It's Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, you're not an Xbox podcast. <laughs> yeah, Indeed, Dutch, uh, anything uh, you want to say on Scalebound before we move to for the last couple of minutes uh, that we have with Jess, um, to the community questions? Um, yeah, for the purpose of Vin, who will probably be listening
2: chat, mm-hmm. time out for you. Uh, um, yeah. yeah, Don't mention Scalebound. Uh, no, I, I, I also don't think it's happening for a multitude of reasons. Um, it, I, and I also don't understand the community's obsession with it, or, or those within the community's obsession with it. The game was technically a train wreck. Mm-hmm. One of the main reasons that game never came to fruition was because it was technically an, an absolute mess. Microsoft knew it was a technical mess. They couldn't get that game to run, and it was binned. Ultimately, yeah. the game, the vision of the game, wasn't coming to fruition. It was technically comp- terrible. I mean, even the showcase of the game that they showed off was barely a stuttering twenty frames at at best. It was filled with with issues, and that wasn't even somebody playing the game. That was the gameplay demo of it that they tried to show off. So I don't understand. Like I can understand maybe the <laughs> cool dragons. Yep. So many different dragon games you can do. If they want to make a dragon game, I'm sure they'll go out and make a dragon game. But like right now, if you try to re, <laughs> if you try to bring Scalebound back now in a world where dubstep is no longer the hip cool thing, like what well, that just wouldn't work. Come on, no. it, it's one of them dreams that people had at the time. And I'm talking a long time ago that they've just held on to because it was it was a time and a period where Microsoft had nothing to show. They had zero games. Mm. Scalebound was this big new exclusive, and now it's yeah. irrelevant. Yeah, because absolutely, you've, had, you've got. If you look at the pipeline, what they have coming, uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's pointless for the conversation now. They've got so much more intriguing content coming. And so much Indeed. more that we don't know of that's in development with project names left, right, and center. So I think people would be far happier with what they're going to get than what Platinum could have made. And I think yeah. Jez is right on the near on the section. Like, Near Automata is one of my... Like, I, I've never played that game. Never, never played the near universe at all. Played Near Automata when it came out on Xbox and absolutely loved it. Was- it. Fantastic, love Neo yeah. Replicant fantastic game. Out, that out again fantastic, but platinum are extremely hit and miss as as Jez yeah. pointed out like some games are unbelievable like like Nia was, and other games are just terrible yeah and, and
0: scalebound was that it was terrible so please let it, it die. <laughs> And with that, um, we we move uh, to a super chat from Dave. Uh, he says, "Isn't Game Pass what allows Xbox to support diverse games, including games that haven't uh, received critical acclaim, like Quantum Break, just as an example?" Hmm. Um, hmm. Possibly, I think, but I think that would be a bigger,
2: bigger chunk of change to try and make that happen.
0: Uh, yeah, I think. I think. Games are still being made to make money. Uh, yeah, so the, the, the way how a game can have commercial success is just different with Game Pass. I don't think uh, that Xbox wants to make commercially unsuccessful games uh, just because of Game Pass. Um, it's still, they want to make money with the games, just the way how they do it is different. Um but yeah uh, I know that we uh, just needs to go in a few so we want to move over to the community questions because up front before the show people can write in on Twitter or Xbox or PlayStation and even on YouTube uh, some questions so th- uh, that that we answer when people cannot tune in live and we have a couple of good ones for you this week Oscar Emilio Gonzalez writes and then asks what is it like to <clears throat> what is it like to be a mayonnaise lover? <laughs> That's not the question. He wants to know what's your daily job like.
1: My daily job? Hmm. Man, I mean, what is my daily job like? It's different every day, really. I mean, suppose I get up, I have something to eat, usually a sandwich. And then I'd sit down at the computer and open Reddit and Twitter, see what terrible dramas happened when I was asleep. And then mm. I used to have back in the old days before we had mountains of layoffs <laughs> <laughs> Um we used to have a very structured week where it'd be like the editors and whatever, they would they would set out what was going to be published the next week mm. the previous week. So we'd always have a content flow. But now we have, like, no editors left, except for me. I'm just like, guys, I ain't going to organise shit. Write whatever you want, as much as you want, every day. So now I just sort of, I just come up with the ideas of what to write that day now. I don't Mm -hmm. plan ahead at all. Um, I just sort of react to what's going on. So my life used to be quite, like, preparing stuff for the following week, but now it's just like coming up with ideas on the fly, writing news, reacting to news, seeing what information I've got coming in, coming up with ideas, talking to the community, you guys, and, um, you know, amplifying people's concerns to the brand, really. Just being like, Mm -hmm. wow, you know, do this better, Xbox, because we're paying for it and we want you to do it better. Um, Yeah. But yeah um my days are pretty simple you know, <laughs> I just just write stuff into a web browser a lot of the time you know it's, it's pretty okay. simple, quite lucky really okay
0: indeed <laughs> indeed um Michipu writes an interesting question uh on average, how many game codes do you th- guys think are given out pre and post release by the companies to journalists, content creators, etc.? And are these free codes counted towards sale figures?
1: They're not counted as sale figures. Yeah. Um, but we talk. They they queue up thousands of codes for influencers, YouTubers, mm. streamers, journalists, mates, friends, and family. <laughs> yeah. they, they can just print. They can just print as much codes as they want. Back in the day, uh, I believe Microsoft and Sony used to charge for code generation. Okay. Um, but but in the era of you know, because digital bandwidth used to cost money, right? Yeah. Um, but it you know well more money than it does now. But now like cloud servers have come down in price and they're more accessible. Blah blah blah. Like there was there was a time where so Xbox charged like tens of thousands of dollars just to patch your game, you know. Now it's oh, free really? to update your game. Yeah. yeah, but they used to charge developers to update their game. That's why some games on 360 just were just left broken because it wasn't it wasn't didn't make it, it economic profitable. sense to update. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So interesting, I didn't know. Yeah, these days updating stuff's free because yeah bandwidth who cares you know global yeah. internet's much faster than it used to be and doesn't cost as much money so yeah. um so uh, i completely lost what mm. the original point was i'm getting a bit sleepy oh. can you tell <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no problem no problem so what i i noticed um, and, and maybe that's just me sitting here in germany uh that different countries get different amount of codes um Obviously, uh, like uh, even smaller creators in the US get easier codes than like bigger creators in other countries. Um, do you know anything about this? How this is is, is like structured? Uh?
1: Every every publisher does it differently. You know, mm. every publisher does it differently. Some some of them make you jump through all kinds of hoops and sign NDAs and do all this. And others are just yeah. like, yeah, I have a code. You know um some publishers are just really cool about it and others are like you know that they, they want they want to know how you've supported the game or if you've covered the game before you know do you deserve a code kind of thing you know yeah to try and incentivize people to write up their stuff but um, the the game's media's has evolved you know Google's changed its algorithms like reviews yeah. just don't make money they don't make money for anyone mm. um and so I, and Google's increasingly moved its algorithm away from the formal review. And they're, they're increasingly prioritising, like, um, more clickable content, like, uh, you know, check out this stupid, ridiculous glitch in this game. You know, th- yeah. that's more likely to get clicks than a game review would. So, like, uh, I, know, I know, like, a lot, of, a lot of the discourse and interest in game reviewing seems to revolve around the idea of getting free game code. Mm. Um but i think that whole that whole sort of mentality of exclusivity over getting codes is just kind of eroded by a game pass you know as well okay. and yeah. the whole idea of a formal review is just doesn't make any sense anymore. When you can just try it on Game
0: Pass, try, you know. try it, out yourself. Yeah. Why would you Indeed.
1: read a review? You just yeah. try on Game Pass. do you know? Sh- you don't even need to it's download it. Like the it.
0: ultimate dem- just, demo. Demo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Stream it via the cloud on your Xbox. You don't even need yeah. to download the game. You just try it out that way. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. So I. Just, every Every publisher does it differently, though. And yeah, you're right. Some countries will probably get allocated more stuff. I know mm. I haven't got codes before because, you know, the, the PR company will be like, are you based in America or the UK? And I'll be like, mm. based in the UK. And they'll be like, well, we don't have codes for the UK, you know, even though yeah. it's basically the same audience, you know. Yeah. There's all kinds of Indeed. weird
0: restrictions and stuff. But, well. Anyway. Yeah. Um, interesting, interesting stuff here. Dave Ramos asks, Chess, if you could help Xbox with one of its shows during the year, which show would you want to help out with? E3, TGS, Developer Direct, which one would it be?
1: That's that's an interesting question. Um, Probably Gamescom, purely because I wouldn't Mm -hmm. have to travel to America. (laughs) 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 Flying across the Atlantic is, is grueling. You know, I, I hate that nine-hour flight, man. Um, okay. But I don't know. Honestly, this is kind of a cop-out, but I don't, I don't think it'd be appropriate for me to, like, appear at one of their shows or anything in an official capacity. Because, like, I sort of, like, I'm there to criticise them and critique them, you know. Mm. And, like, yeah, I celebrate the good stuff. But if I'm there basically helping them with marketing, that kind of doesn't sit that well with me. Yeah. You know, I have done. I have done a. I have shot documentaries for them in the past. Like I did. I did a whole thing about the window Windows Phone, mm. Nokia Lumia, and how I how I use it in my day to day. You know, I suppose that was marketing at the end of the day. Yeah, but I didn't have to like. I didn't have to say anything that wasn't true. You know, I suppose yeah. like at a show though, you'd be talking about games that aren't out yet. You you can't really you know you can't really say anything bad about something you haven't tried right?
0: Yeah, probably you would even get some things scripted for you. So yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. I had no script yeah. for any of that Lumia stuff. Yeah. Just tell my my truth about it and stuff. I don't know. Mm. That's an interesting question though. I mean, like if I if I wasn't employed, you know, if I if I actually worked for Xbox, mm. you know, not that I ever, you know, would be able to. Um, I'd definitely like to work more with, I mean, this isn't really the question, but I'd love to work with the social media team. I think the social media team is doing a great job on on socials and yes. bring in, uh, bringing, um, you know, a bit of joy in a, and amongst the doom scrolling. Yeah. Yeah. I think Stein, Josh Stein and the NXL teams, they do a great job on social. Yeah.
0: They do. Indeed. So, last quick question before we let you go and, and finish our show for today. true uh, Drew leg uh, writes in and asks, this is a Starfield question. What movie or game inspired spaceship will you try to design in the game?
1: Mm. Red Dwarf. Easy. Mmm. you know Red Dwarf? I'm wondering, Dutch know Red Dwarf? Red Dwarf's a mining ship... Oh. From a That's classic bald. British space sitcom. And uh yeah. pretty much in every single game like this, I try to make Red Dwarf. What else I try I tried to make Red Dwarf in Astroneer.
0: <laughs> and uh, <laughs> okay. I tried to
1: what I tried I tried to make it in Minecraft. I name my ship in No Man's Googling Sky. Red
0: it dwarf. right now. Yeah, Google Warf Red Dwarf. Space dwarf, okay.
1: Red Dwarf red dwarf.
2: brilliant brilliant
0: ah okay, okay yeah highly sarcastic best, great humor best, great show
1: yeah best show
0: never best never show seen that show never seen or heard of that show so
1: it's life-changing there's a the spaceship red dwarf it's a big big red mining ship that eats asteroids um and sucks all the minerals out of them and they okay. get they get like um oh, what happens they get, like, stranded in space, basically, you know, long story mm. short. And the the main character is in, like, stasis for, like, millions of years. And then he wakes up millions of years later and everybody's dead. Okay. <laughs> there's, 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 like, there's, like, just him and a robot and a hologram left. And, you know, it's just him alone in space. It's, okay. it's really, really good.
0: yeah. Oh. I have to look it, it up. Right. I have to look it up if it's on one of the streaming services then. Um, for me, it's easy. I'm I'm probably going to design the Normandy from, from Mass Effect. So, um, what about you, Dutch? Yeah, I know
2: it's a mix also going to be doing Red Dwarf.
0: <laughs> oh,
2: okay. being, being British, yeah, the vast majority, if they weren't doing Red Dwarf, it would be something along those lines. But um, for me, it might even be something like the Prometheus. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, love, obviously love, love alien, love the alien franchise, and that that was awesome. Uh, but it would be either that or, um, and it'd probably be an even more difficult one. But uh, the the horror film as well. I keep forgetting the name of it. Um, in space, it was a space horror. Ugh, I'm trying to rack my brains now. I keep forgetting the name. Event of it. horizon. Very, yes. Event horizon. Yes, the yeah. The event horizon. I would. Yeah. If it was a possibility to try and recreate the event horizon. Possibly do yeah, that's that, so a, that a
0: spaceship, dude. <laughs> that was like
2: a big, big, giant sausage, wasn't it? Yes, I remember
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. Palace. <laughs> uh, good stuff here. Good stuff. Okay, guys, but let's wrap this up. um Chess, thank you so much for joining us today. It's it's been a blast having you on. um it's always super fun to talk with you about games and gaming and Xbox uh, in particular. Yeah, sorry, sorry so, I'm tired. Like I, I got no really early this
1: morning. So it's sort of... That's why I've been a bit low energy. But thanks very much for having me on. It's been awesome.
0: Yeah. So in case people do not know where to find you, I made it very easy. So just click in the description uh, of the show note and you will find Jess's uh, links um, to the socials and Windows Central and everything. Uh, right there Uh, but yeah uh, do tell people uh, about the the great Xbox uh, show I think uh, everyone should probably already know it but in case they don't do tell them about what is coming up
1: Um, I run an Xbox podcast on uh, Randall Thor 19's YouTube channel called the Xbox 2 podcast also on stream service and stuff and you can also find me on windowscentral.com covering Xbox and Microsoft news
0: sweet sweet so dutch um yeah i think yeah, our listeners do know where to find you but of course your links are also in the description and what what have you coming up
2: yeah so thankfully free weekend this weekend so i'm going to actually Ooh. get some game time in thank god once
0: the man. i'm i'm going to take you up on this
2: Yep. yeah definitely definitely it's, i'm looking forward to playing it actually and seeing what it's, uh, what it's, what this one's like um but uh, next week of course thankfully We've got our first uh, event of the year, so we'll be covering that on. And gracefully, the Xbox gods have put that within the time frame of our podcast. Directly in your show. Directly it's... in the show. It's mm-hmm. as if they knew. So yeah. thank you, Xbox, <laughs> for listening. Um, <laughs> so yeah, live coverage of the uh, of the showcase. So I'm looking forward to that, of course. Um, but yeah, you can find me everywhere at Wondering Dutch. I've got numerous shows um, we're always working on, so uh, come and join us
0: absolutely absolutely so yeah let me thank also everyone who tuned in here today we had over 200 uh, people watching us live here today which is awesome thank you so guys thank you so much uh, f- uh, for the super chats and all the support uh, truly appreciate it also big shout out of course to everyone who listens on the podcast services around the globe on spotify google Podcasts, apple Podcasts. you can find us there as well um yeah and then next week uh, on thursday of course we will talk about what what we thought about the um the the big ed- xbox showcase the developer direct showcase and just we're gonna do that with uh the other part of uh, the xbox 2 podcast randall thor is gonna join us next week here you know, on the world of gaming so we're looking forward to that of course as well um yeah but other than that um I think we covered it pretty well for this week. Uh, Again, thanks everyone for tuning in and don't forget to game on.